Hello and welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. It has been thunderstorming a little bit. Not as much rain as I'd hoped, but at least we got to hear some thunder and did get a little bit of rain. A little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I have a question. Do you guys have family members, too, that expect you to do all of the work? And they get mad if you don't? Does it feel extremely one-sided? Like, you care about these people, and you would go and see them if they ever extended a hand and, I don't know, asked you to come over to visit. Uh, maybe you were having a barbecue, and, hey, you want to come? I feel like in the last few years, um, a lot of families, because of the pandemic and um, politics, that there is this division in families um, that has been really nasty and ongoing. And I'm really ready for it to just clear up already because our family used to get together for um assorted holidays just an excuse to barbecue and hang out and we don't do that anymore and I feel like it all hinges on me like I'm blamed for it um not just that I feel that way but um it's obvious that I'm being made to feel that way if that makes sense like I know for instance that my mom wants to take it out on me that during the pandemic, we were trying to be careful and not get, especially my dad, sick with, with, you know, the Rona. And, um, I mean, we didn't give it to him. He ended up getting it anyway, and he almost died. Um, but I'm the bad guy for trying to make sure everybody stays safe when it was time for birthdays it was like done on the porch and uh, our family was on the porch and my parents and other kids and were like in the driveway so we were still out there together but because I mean during the worst of it um, it was really scary and I was trying to be responsible and be careful, and now, ever since then, I've been punished for it. Before that, of course, politics divided us a bit, but we were still having get-togethers. We just tried uh, to keep Dad from bringing in politics because um, he was always the instigator. And um, as much as I try to keep my mouth shut, there's times where I must speak up. Um... Although I try not to. So we tried, you know, we were still okay relatively until the Rona. And, um, and then it all just came kind of falling down on me like it's, um, it's been my fault. And it is known that I, um, I'm kind of the black sheep of the family. I always have been, um, on my dad's side and. Well, now, just in my whole family, I guess. 
um, with my parents anyway. It's really my parents and my aunt. <laughs> anyway, um, which I have an episode coming up, I think, on the 17th. I have it scheduled for um, an episode where I talk about um, the relationship dynamic between my aunt and myself. So um, be ready for that. Um, it's a little bit longer, almost half an hour, um, I believe it was. And um, yeah, that'll be coming up. So if you want to hear about um, the relationship with my aunt, then um, yeah, you'll want to catch that one. Um, I try to be an open book um, without giving too many details. Or at least I try. And um, so, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm doing here, too, is, is talking about um, with my parents um, how it's been. It's mostly my mom, even though my dad and I hardcore disagree um, politically. Him and I can just get past stuff and overlook things and just continue on. Um and that way he's a little bit easier to talk to. He doesn't really hold grudges like my mom. My mom holds some major, major grudge and can forever hold them, it seems. And um, so she's the main source of contention in the family. Um, she kind of drives how the family all interacts with each other. If we even get to interact with each other, uh, with, with each other. Um, she gets mad that um, my kids want to have a relationship with me. Um, she gets mad if she finds out we've been talking or texting. Um, she would probably get mad if um, I called my dad and talked to him more. Like, I, I would like to, but I know she's going to cause problems there because then you know I'm not giving her attention but when I call her when we do get on the phone and talk she acts like um it's a burden to her to be on the phone with me and um which is why I actually started kind of pulling away and backing off calling in the first place what started it all was my mom um all, when I was growing up my mom and I kind of touched on on this a little bit um, and a post I made the other day actually was, um, my mom, when I was growing up, had my granny and my aunt Kay calling her constantly. And so she was on the phone for hours and hours, like off and on with them all day long. You know, they would just kind of switch out with each other and it was constantly. And I don't like being on the phone like that, but as, you know, I got older and I moved out, I would call my mom and we would be on the phone for usually about an hour, half hour to an hour. And um, so, you know, my granny passed, so it was just mom and Aunt Kay. And then my dad sometimes would be calling her because they each live in their parents' houses that, you know. Um, and the reason for that is each house is too small for... <laughs> Everyone, to, anyways, it's kind of crazy, but uh, everybody seems happy with the arrangement now, and um, that's just how it is. But so my dad calls, my aunt calls, and um, it's like all. Oh, and my my uncle as well calls her all the time, 
and uh, his wife. And um, so it got to be where when I would call her, I could tell she was irritated at being on the phone. And so gradually I just cut down on how much I called her. Um, she only ever called me if she needed something from me. Um, help with looking up something. Um, help with how to do something. Um, and I called her just to, just to talk. And, you know, like mother and daughter. And it just progressively just got really hard to be on the end of the phone knowing she's resenting me. And so I pulled away. Um, I backed off. When I backed off, she got mad that I backed off. I'm like, you're the one that doesn't want to be on the phone. So since you have so many people calling you, I've just cut back. I mean, she could call me if she wanted to talk. It wasn't that I didn't want to talk. It's just she seemed overwhelmed, and I saw that I was creating more stress than enjoyment. So I backed off, and, well, now I'm paying for that, too. I'm paying for that. I'm paying for being careful during the pandemic. I'm paying for um, being an atheist. I'm paying for... Um, aligning differently politically um I'm being like pushed away and punished for all of it and I'm aware of it I can see it I can feel it and like you can only go so far on your own and it's like it's I I can feel that she wants me to be up her butt but she doesn't want me to be up her butt. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. I I don't know how how am I supposed to balance that and be okay. Um, I I'm not okay in this situation any which way I go. Um, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I'm completely aware of it. Um, it's always been. Um strained I guess where even as a kid I knew I had to um watch out for her moods and dance around them um anything could set her off um and I find that now it's just worse um it really feels like um, I can't do anything right. I'm not going to change who I am and what I believe and feel for anyone. If I choose to make a change in what I feel and think and believe, it's going to be because I made that change for myself because I thought it out and decided that was the best course of action and it's really really hard to tiptoe around the people that have no emotional regulation or um what's the word I'm looking for 
self-awareness over why they feel like they do, why they react the way they do. Because this, this is something that I do on the regular. Why? Why? Just why? Why do I react this way? Why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? You know, I'm always like self-evaluating have that self-awareness and I'm not saying I'm perfect about it I'm not saying that just that I do and I try to be aware of how I'm feeling what I'm thinking what I'm saying and how it affects other people and I feel like I was not shown how to do that I somehow learned how to do that on my own um maybe from having to tiptoe around um these kinds of people um, and it's not that I don't love my parents. I do. I love them very much, but not to my own detriment where I'm not who I'm supposed to be because of it and not doing what I need to do for me. So if you're someone that has um, a difficult parent or difficult parents, or other family members that make you feel like, you know, this has made me feel, um, just know you're not alone. There are a lot of people going through this. Um, there's even um, some support groups on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, um, like surviving, um, can't think of the name of it, surviving survivors of toxic parents or something. It's something to that effect. Um, I could look it up, but I'm too lazy just to be real with you. Um, yeah, daughters of narcissistic mothers and stuff like that. I'm not saying my mother is full-blown narcissist, but definitely has some tendencies there. Um, I'm not a mental health professional or medical professional at all, so um, I'm just telling you some of the names of the groups. If you're aware of like that's what it is in your life maybe you can find one of these support groups for that um I know how hard it is I know how stressful and sad and frustrating it is and with the fact that we've been living in a Trumpian world for the last too many years coupled with a pandemic right smack dab in the middle of it um it has been really, really stressful and hard to, um, to function, honestly. Um, things have been really stressful for so many people. Families have literally been shattered. Um, and you're in either one camp or the other. It's this weird division. And, um, frankly, I am so effing sick of it. I really am. I. It wasn't until that orange dickhead got in that I felt this horrible about politics or even cared about politics, honestly. Um, I never cared until that asshat got in. And um, so now I'm like a totally different person than I was because of it. And... Um, it just really, it, it, I wish it would end. I'm done. I, I want to be done with it. I want 
the United States to move forward? And can we just put the shit behind us and get him out of the limelight, please? I'm tired of looking at his face. I'm tired of hearing his stupid fucking voice. I'm tired of all of it. I'm tired of the division that's causing his family. I'm tired of the fact that so many people are brainwashed by this lunatic and believe his bullshit. And I just, I'm, I'm ready to move into calmer waters. Can we just please get to a nice restful phase for the United States and everyone within it and well, everyone outside of it too because we're all affected by that crazy loon and um, and the crazy family members that believe his bullshit and rhetoric. So I would love, 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 love to finally move past that crap and maybe, maybe there's hope for some of our families to get back together and have barbecues again and fight over silly meaningless things instead of a lying butt face um that would be nice wouldn't it be nice and wouldn't it be nice to just not have people that acted like this in the world wouldn't it be nice it would be nice i'm just ready for peace and calm and the family and and politics and the world and i just am so ready and my birds are ready too they just said it did you hear them <laughs> yep so I guess I will end this for now. Just wanted to kind of share that, yes, um, the last few years have been difficult. It's affected families, including mine. And just know you're not alone. Um, there are support groups, like I said, on Facebook. I'm sure there's some other places as well. Maybe you're more of an in-person. I'm sure you can find something if you look into it. Again, I'm not a, a mental health or medical professional of any kind. I'm just talking and kind of giving opinions, advice, or whatever support that I can um, on this podcast. So, all right. I love you all. Take care. Bye for now. <laughs>